Hi, and welcome to today's episode. Before we jump right in, I wanted to just to quickly come in and say hi, I'm Adriana. And if you could please hit subscribe to this podcast, if you have listened to my other ones, and you've enjoyed some of the resources that I put out there. And if you could also kindly rate this podcast, I would love a five star review, but you know, you rate it as you feel I have earned. So if you could please subscribe and submit a review and share this with anyone that you feel would benefit from family chemotherapy podcast. Thank you so much. Welcome to Family Chemotherapy, where we discuss ways to cope through a pediatric cancer diagnosis. I'm your host, Adriana Lewin. Hello, it's Adriana. I wanted to take a minute and talk about um, a book. I'm going to do a book review. I really think that these are really important because we as parents are constantly trying to figure out what our resources are. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about the most, my one of my most favorite books of all time, The Body Keeps a Score. And this is by Bessel van der Kolk. I will add a link um, to this podcast, to this video um, for you to purchase this book. Um, it is an amazing book. There basically what he does in this book is discuss, um, trauma and different modalities. We call that modalities, little different, you know, ways of doing therapy essentially, but different modalities of therapy, uh, to treat trauma. But I love how much he goes and he dives into the history of trauma and how they came to begin to study it. And it was a lot with, um, war veterans and understanding that, you know, when people went off to war and they came back, they were different. They were struggling. There was a lot of suicide. There was a lot of, um, alcoholism and just ways of people coping through their traumatic experience being overseas. But then they start realizing like the people that were really struggling oftentimes had some links to their past and into what their childhood experiences were and how they might create this connection and um, these subconscious beliefs, basically, and how that manifested itself in the present after experiencing, you know, another traumatic experience. And I like to kind of talk about it as like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's just a reference that keeps coming up to me. Um, when it comes to this, it's like, we experience a lot of little events in our life. Some are traumatic and some are just disturbing, right? Uh, some are very disjarring. Um, and really at the end of the day, all of these experiences just continue to build up until there's that one experience that puts us over the edge. We're no longer feeling capable of handling that stress, no longer feeling like we could cope with it. We can no longer live in a state of denial for some people. Um, you start to see the correlation between your childhood events or just earlier events with how you are handling stress and relationships in the current moment. So the body keeps a score really goes into the history of trauma and just 
what trauma actually physically does to your brain, which is amazing because when you start seeing how your brain is actually responding, almost like, I hate saying like, there's, there's no control in it. Like your brain basically goes into its most primitive state to survive and it begins to process everything that it's experiencing in a way that you're still going to be able to move forward and survive, whether that means being in a state of shock or being in a state of denial, whatever it is, your body's learning to cope with it, but it's still holding on to that memory and to those emotions. And it's storing that in your body. And at some point it may pay, pop up again and flare up. Um, and so it's just really fascinating to see throughout the book, like, what is your brain actually doing? How did they study this? You know, doing different types of imaging and scans. And um, <laughs> Dr. Vander, uh, Bessel van der Kolk talks about how some of these studies probably in today's day, like would not pass the, I think it's called like the IRB. I'm not a doctoral student, but basically there is a branch of people who study whether or not your plan to study mental health issues would be considered ethical, right? Like the idea of separating two twins, someone is now stepping in and saying, you know, that's probably not that great of an idea. So in the body keeps a score, really it, um, he talks about some of the ways that they came to the conclusion of this research and we probably never be able to have that type of research done again. Um, but just the powerful, useful information that we have from the research, not just his research, but other people that he's worked with and other colleagues that he studied. And he really sums it up really nicely for, for us to understand what happens when we experience trauma. The moment that we experience trauma, what does our brain do? And then how does our brain respond to that trauma over time? I love how he goes into the adverse childhood experiences. Um, and I I couldn't, I was trying to reread through it and find the word adverse childhood experience because there is a questionnaire called the adverse childhood experience questionnaire. And it's essentially like 10 questions where it asks you about your childhood, if you've experienced certain things. Now, there are certain things about that questionnaire as a professional that I do not like. Um, in particular, some of those is like, have you ever been um, I think it was like sexually abused or sexually, like has someone touched you inappropriately sexually that's five or more years older than you? Well, guess what? There are people in high school who get raped by someone their age, but it it doesn't take that into consideration in that questionnaire. So, that was, you know, some of the little kinks and flaws about that questionnaire itself, uh, you know, it's not my favorite, but it's still so um, informative as a professional. I love to have my clients fill it out just so I can get a big snapshot of what am I looking at? And it's always like at face value too, right? Because some people are like, well, I was never in an abusive situation. I was never physically abused or in domestic, um, you know, in a domestic dispute of any sort. And then when you start unpacking it, that defense mechanism of denial for them, they start realizing, oh my gosh, I actually did experience this. Um, so he talks about adverse childhood experiences and how that influences us as adults um, and how it influences how our brain, even as children, how we respond to that, um, like 
one example he talks about, you know, some kids used to be placed into this medical facility, psychiatric facility, because um, they could not cope. And they came to find out a lot of these kids had some child adverse childhood experiences. And so um, their brains no longer functioned in a way that was, you know, that seemed to fit the mold of what society expects of children of that age. Um, and I've read another book. We'll talk about that at another time because I really enjoyed that book too. It was Permission to Feel. Um, I can't remember the author at this very minute, but Permission to Feel was a really good, I think it's like Brandt or something like that. Um, he also talks about, you know, just experiences, um, with our emotions and how they manifest in our childhood and very powerful information about does your past have anything to do with how you coped and how you're coping now. Um, and I really enjoyed how he broke down for people, the different types of therapeutic approaches that he's experienced that he likes to incorporate into his, um, work right with his clients uh and just giving some data behind all of that so the book itself i will tell you big red flag warning basically like enter at your own risk because i did this book in my book club that i host with other parents that have been going through um you know their experiences especially as like childhood cancer caregivers. And it was a book that basically was like opening Pandora's box. Like sometimes if you're not very self-aware and you've never really had to do some of that deep inner work, a book like this might basically create a little bit of, um, mm, what's a good word I could use in here? Like it would create almost like a little bit of instability. Um, it, it definitely is something that if you're going to read this book, I highly recommend that you have a therapist to talk to about it. Um, not your friends, not your siblings, because you will start analyzing yourself in a different way after you've experienced a traumatic experience and start exploring like how your childhood might have an impact with how you handle your situations and having a therapist will be very instrumental in navigating through maybe some grief and some um anger or any type of emotions that just kind of come up as you explore any of your experience traumatic experiences and in, in your the way that you process it. So highly recommend that if you're going to read this book, that you read it with having a support system in place, ideally a therapist. I mean, a trauma informed coach would be okay. Um, but I do think having a professional who can give you that safe place to explore and process and just, um, help you give you some tools to, stabilize you when you do have some really big emotions and thoughts that come up from this book. So read this book. I highly recommend it. Just know that it would probably be better to have a system set up just in case. Um, 
if, I mean, if worse comes to worse, yes, fine. Get some friends that you can talk to about it or your sibling or something that you can talk to about it. Um, but have someone that you can talk to because it, it will make you think. And that was the common consensus with the group of ladies that I worked with. It was just, it makes you think and it, you can kind of get in your head a little bit. Um, and it really brings to light some of the stuff that you may have been through and you have no idea that it was currently impacting the way that you process life. So the body keeps the score, Bessel van der Kolk, um, great book. And I highly recommend that you take a look into it and read it and, um, let me know what you think. Um, and it's definitely a game changer. So it will definitely as, um, as basically, can I say layman, um, as layman, as people who are not professionals in the field, um, it gives you a really great, um, map. I would say like a map. It gives you options as to what you think would be an interesting way to pursue healing from your traumatic experience. Um, even as a therapist, as I read through this, it actually like made me commit to my original, you know, goals and aspirations when I entered this therapeutic world um, to finally get certified in EMDR. And then I also began incorporating for my own life, massage therapy and um, yoga and just different things that I felt were really important for me to heal holistically, because it's not just about like the thought process, right? It's about what is your body telling you? Um, how does it store your emotions and your trauma and the thoughts and the feelings? And they're all just inter intertwined with one another and unpacking it doesn't mean like unpacking it isn't just a one way approach. Like there's lots of ways to approach it, but sometimes it also takes multiple ways to approach it simultaneously so that you are giving yourself an opportunity to really heal from the inside out. So I would love to hear if you have read this book, if you've done this in a book club, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Um, if you want me to run another book club on this, I would love to hear that as well. So I hope that you guys benefit from this book review and know that it gets the double thumbs up from me, my stamp of approval, my highly recommendation, highly recommended, you know, status. Um, so on that term, um, I hope that you guys have a great afternoon. If you have any questions, know how to reach out to me. Um, you can email me, uh, find me on Instagram uh, under the underscore Adriana underscore Lewin, L-E-W-I-N, and also through Facebook. So I hope you, ha you have a great day. Thanks. If you have found this podcast helpful or you just love the mission for family chemotherapy, please kindly rate this podcast. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest for additional resources that I do share daily. Please tag and share your friends and other pediatric cancer families that you think would benefit from any of the content from family chemotherapy. Thank you, and I can't wait to share the next episode. Together, we can help heal the whole family.